Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen. And so we are here on the fourth Sunday of Great and Holy Pascha. And as I need to stop being surprised, uh, but as God often does, the lectionary reading seems to provide exactly what we need to hear and exactly the images that we need before us uh, at exactly the right moment. The lectionary was put into place over a thousand years ago, and yet this is the reading, the fourth Sunday of Pascha that we have on this day uh, in our world. And I think that the imagery that we have this morning in the Gospel is one that is powerful and profound for us as we are at this specific moment in the pandemic that we have been going through over the course of these last couple of months. Because what do we have? In this great event that we read about in the Scripture, we have Jesus comes to this place that is meant for healing. This uh, Bethesda, or Bethesda sometimes as it says in the scripture there, this place where the invalids, the lame, the paralyzed, they gathered so that when an angel would come down and touch the water, that the first person who would go into that water would be miraculously healed. And Jesus comes to this place of healing particularly. And while he's there, he finds this man, and he asks the man, do you want to be healed? And the man admits, well, I'm paralyzed. I don't have anyone who can put me into the water. And Jesus says to him, just looking at him straight away, and says, rise, take up your pallet and walk. And we hear in the scripture that it says that the man at once was able to have full strength in his legs, to stand up, to take his pallet and to carry it away. And there was a great crowd there, it even said in, in the scripture. And so we have this immediate healing that Jesus is able to do just by his word. We don't hear anything about him touching the man, but just engaging with him. And that connection, that ability to be there with Christ brings about immediate healing. And I think sometimes we stop and read that immediate healing and think Jesus can heal immediately. And that is absolutely true. But we also have to remember the rest of that story. And I think this is where it's very important for us as we are here at this specific time during this uh, pandemic. Because that man was there for a long time. It says in the scripture that he had been ill for 38 years. Paralyzed. 38 years. That's my entire life. 38 years. It doesn't say that he was laying there by the pool for 38 years, but it does say that Jesus knew that he had been there for a long, long time. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And how many of us can relate to that waiting? In particular, that waiting to go into that place that provides what we know to be healing. He was sitting by the pool looking at that water and he knew all he had to do was to go in. You're sitting at home watching this broadcast, driving by the church, desiring to go in. Desiring to go to that place where you know you will find healing. And the fact that you can't is grievous. Is one that is very difficult to bear. Is one that for some might even be borderline on despairing as we are just uncertain of what it is that's going on and why can't we be the ones to go into the place where we can find healing. And thanks be to God, those are all very valid feelings, but 
thanks be to God, we have today the imagery of this man who waited. This man who waited, and he didn't just sit and wait and twiddle his thumbs. He waited with purpose, and he waited with hope for exactly the right moment when he was going to encounter Christ that would bring about the immediate healing that he was needing and that he was seeking. He stayed there. That's how we know he was hopeful. He stayed there. He didn't give up and ask somebody to take him back to his house. He might have laid there for years, and he stayed there hoping with patience, uh, persevering, because he knew that God could heal him. And in thinking about this, and thinking about this man, and thinking about our situation, this man who was likely a faithful Jew because he knew where to go for healing, he likely had the Psalms uh, in his mind as well as he laid there praying. And so I wanted to bring to you a particular psalm as well that we use in our worship. There's a particular psalm, Psalm 129 in the Orthodox Study Bible, and it's one that we use in our worship of Vespers every single time we celebrate the Vesper service. And it might not be one that even jumps out at you. You know, we know Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul. We know the beginning, O Lord, I have cried unto thee, hear me. We know those psalms. But this psalm, Psalm 129, is one that we do every single time we celebrate Vespers, but we don't often do all of the verses together. Because it's in that section of the Lord of Christ verses where we have a verse from the Psalms and where we have a hymn for the day, and we have a verse from the Psalms and a hymn for the day and a verse from the Psalms on and on. Because there are only eight of these verses in this beautiful psalm. And I want to bring this psalm to you because I can imagine the paralytic in his potentially warding off despair, patient hopefulness, reciting the psalm, and I would encourage you to do the same. It's a very short psalm, so I'm going to read it to you here. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If you, O Lord, should mark transgression, O Lord, who would stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Because of your love, O Lord, I waited for you. My soul waited for your word. My soul hopes in the Lord. From the morning watch until night, from the morning watch until night, let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all his transgressions. What a beautiful psalm for us to be able to declare, perhaps out of the depths of our despair, God, when are we going to be back to normal? When is everything going to come? Why are some and not others able to come in? These are all of the questions that we're asking, but pray with hope and perseverance out of the depths of potentially despair. Cry to God. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. From the morning watch until life, and it says it twice, from the morning watch until night. Let Israel, the church, hope in the Lord. We are called to persevere with patience and with hope. Because, brothers and sisters, healing is available for us at exactly the right time. We trust in God's timing. We trust that he gives us that which we need when we need it. And so this situation that we're going through is one that the Lord will continue to grant healing to us as we faithfully persevere and go through it with patience, go through it with hope. 
go through it with the knowledge that we will be reunited and that we will be brought forth to the place where there is immediate healing, which is that communion with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in the meantime, as this very ending of this reading reminds us, Christ tell, finds the man in the, in the temple and he says to him, Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. A worse thing. A worse thing than 38 years of being paralyzed, laying by a pool, hoping to be able to be healed. A worse thing. What's that worse thing? Separation from God. Remember that the enemy in all of this is sin and the evil one. And so it is an opportunity for us every single day to war against sin. To war against the things that separate us more permanently from God. And to focus on that hope, to focus on that patience and that perseverance so that we can endure and trust that the Lord is watching out for us and desires our salvation. But we need to work against sin. So much of the things that we see, so much of the things that we read about and hear about, they're distractions. They're distractions from our being able to actually work on the problem that is right in front of us. And that is not our brother's sinfulness. It's not the frustrations of the world. It is our sinfulness. So brothers and sisters, as we patiently hope and persevere through this time, focus on repentance. Focus on driving out and weeding out of our hearts the sin that brings about far worse than a separation for just a couple of months from the church, but a complete destruction of that relationship that we have with our Lord. May we repent. May we answer that question, do we want to be healed? With yes, and therefore face whatever sickness, whatever frustration, with patience, with hope, with perseverance, with repentance. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Amen.